Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. I'm a little confused, Tim. I know. In the last one, you said noob. Noob. Did I say noob? this one, you're novice. Shoot. You're a novice. Where are you? Where are you? Is that going to roll me back to noob? In between the last recording and this one, he went out and sold a car. So now he's a novice. novice. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Good. I got it back. I'm excited to be here, Tim. Thanks for having me. That's what you are. You're a chameleon. Yes. Yeah. I'm just blending with the wall behind me. (laughs) With me as well, Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Heidi ho Tim. Heidi ho Brad. And back once again, and happy to have him, Brock Thurgood, Senior Account Executive with KSL.com. Brock. Damn nice to be to back. Him. Nice to be back. Thank you guys for having me again. No, thank you. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spin a little bit in Brad's direction, and I'm gonna <laughs> toss it over to him to take the reins on this conversation. I love it. Fantastic segue as always, Tim. So yeah, if you didn't catch that, I want to talk about spin. And it's not the fun thing you would do when you're three, four, five years old and just spin around until you fell to the ground. And Although, watching your hands fly? Yeah. I, I still kind of do that. <laughs> and, we're, and we're not talking about my favorite Disney afternoon cartoon, Tailspin? No, Tail, we're not. Uh, Fantastic. I, I, I miss me some Tailspin. Tailspin. Oh, me too. Me too. It was great. No, we're talking about the acronym SPIN that is based off of a selling technique established by Neil Rackham. I believe it was in the late 80s, he wrote a book after doing all kinds of research about successful salespeople and what sets successful people apart from the rest of us as as sales professionals. And what he determined is the most successful salespeople asked really good questions. So starting out, an incredible statistic 70% of purchasing decisions are made to solve a particular problem. So Brock, as a senior account executive vice president. I gave myself that title, by the way. (laughs) We just make them up. I change my my email signature every few months. I love it. Supreme supreme overlord (laughs) of digital. (laughs) Yes. I'm not one for titles, but I'm good at changing them on my signature. Hey, it works. With the title, as long as someone else believes it besides yeah, you, it's yeah. true. Whoever I send it to <laughs> believes it automatically. So, um, Wait, you're what now? <laughs> in, in your position, do you think that uh, you guys solve problems? Yeah, we absolutely solve problems. I mean, I think anybody in sales, that's your goal is to solve the customer's problem, right? Yeah. Whether it's a need or a want or, I mean. Our products that we sell hopefully are solving the, the problem of moving inventory for people, of increasing revenue for companies. We're definitely in the, in the business of, of problem solving. Good. And that's why you're so successful. And that's a huge part of, as you mentioned in, a, in the previous episode, is you enjoy the chase. Yeah. It's you working with a customer client together to solve their problem. And that's fun. That, everyone likes to win. Everyone likes to solve a problem. And that's what spin selling is. It's a, it's a technique where the sales rep, sales professional asks a series of questions in order to figure out what the customer's true need is. And so, as I mentioned, it's an acronym, S-P-I-N. The S stands for situation. So this isn't the situation, your favorite personality from MTV. Jersey Shore, Brock. I forgot about it. I never watched that, I promise. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> Notice how he said, I forgot about it. I forgot I, I never watched yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 promise, I forgot I, I never who, watched who? it. I haven't seen him with the shirt off, I promise. Yeah, he's over here going GTO. 
gym 10 laundry. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's a situation. So first thing is to establish your customer's current situation. Second is problem. Identify the problems that the buyer potentially faces that your product or good or service will give a solution to. And then third is I or implication. So you explore the causes and effects of those problems. So what that means is essentially, if the problem isn't solved, what will continue, right? Those are the implications. And then lastly is the need or payoff. And, and that is where, as a sales professional, we show how our product, good or service, solves and, mm -hmm. and gives the customer a solution to their need. So a, a wonderful quote from the book, the best selling isn't all about your products and what you can offer. It's about the customer and their needs. So Oz, you solve problems, right? Even at, in your current position, back when you were running the marketing, you solve problems. What's been the most effective way for you to help solve problems? Well, I think the the biggest piece of solving a problem is first understanding the problem. And that's why I love situation. Yeah. Is when you're faced with a problem, if you don't fully understand what is going on, you don't know how to fully attack it. And so understanding it, I think, is the starting point yeah. of saying, okay, where am I? What is going on? And how do I deal with the situation I am in? Yeah, exactly. So if I have a customer come in and they've got five kids and they're looking for a vehicle that will fit everybody but is also economic as far as fuel goes, I probably shouldn't show them a smart car that has two seats. <laughs> nope. Because that might help with the fuel economy situation, but it doesn't help get everyone around. I'd have to sell them, I mean, if I do the math, I'd have to sell them four different smart cars. I don't yeah. know if that, that works. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's interesting about that too is, and let's just say like in service, right? And, and Brock, we could speak about this in, in, in digital sales. Oftentimes, customers don't understand their current situation. So it's not only helping them solve the problem that they think is in their head, but also a situation that you know as a professional yeah. that's much bigger. Yeah. An example of that would be, you know, I bring in my car for an oil change. What, well, what's my situation? In the customer's head, what's the situation? The light's on. I need my a change oil. Need oil, oil right? change. Okay, but what's the actual situation if you pull out, up the, the hood and they haven't had their brakes checked? And their brakes are gone. And there's mm -hmm. a family of raccoons living in the engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's a different situation. Does that happen a lot? <laughs> Happens more than more you think. Yeah. It's kind of scary. <laughs> All suddenly, you have to be the one that says, hey, let, you know, we have a situation. Your brakes haven't been checked. You thought mm -hmm. that the only thing you needed was an oil change. Now, there's some other things on the table. Yeah. Understanding the, the full situation. And, and I, I even like... You know, Steve Jobs said, well, I think it was Benjamin Franklin, right? Yeah, Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> Stephen Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long name. Is um, solving what his goal, and oftentimes he provided products that he, that people didn't know that they wanted. Yeah. And so there's situations that we don't know that we're in that we can solve. Yeah. No, I, I really like that. And I think spin selling it resonates on our service drives for sure. On the sales side, whether it's in digital advertising, marketing, you know, billboards, a person walking in front of you or at the parts department, we think of 
feature advantage benefit, mm-hmm. what it is, what it does, and why the customer needs it. With spin and on our service drives, it's what it is, what it does, and then the final piece is what happens if it's ignored, like you mentioned specifically with the brakes. They don't just always work forever. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're going to need to address the concern there. Yeah, and and I like like thinking through like spin selling on, what is that, cruise control or, or the adaptive cruise, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the typical fab would be this is adaptive cruise. What it does, it looks out in front of it, right? Advantage and then benefit is that you can drive with that. You, you can you can take a nap in the driver's seat. Take, take <laughs> your hands off the wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's a little scary on that side. Yeah, but Spin would be saying, "Hey, you commute often, right?" And it's like, "Yeah, you drive down to St. George often, yeah." So you're on long stretches of the freeway that you know, and understanding their situation. Yep. Then you can see the, the the problem is 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 you always have to be a hundred percent attentive all the time, and then you can have that implication of adaptive cruise, and then you can roll into what that needs and that what how that adaptive cruise fits those problems. Yeah, exactly. Which is really neat. It yeah. kind of flips fab on its head. Yeah, exactly. And and you explained it perfectly when we're doing a, a feature advantage benefit presentation, we tend to tell the customer how the product, good or service solves their need. With spin, we ask questions. So we we sell by asking questions. Yeah, it's more so, listening too. It involves a lot of listening. Exactly. We want to force what we have down their throats versus letting them tell us exactly what the problem and solution is. So Yep. It's exactly spin right. is a good way to do that. So spin is a technique or a framework. It's not a it's not a script, right? Cuz every situation is different. So in situation we ask questions about their current situation. So if it's fuel economy, that's going to be a big one that's always on someone's mind, right? It's asking questions about their commute or about how whatever vehicle they currently have, how it, you know, has created a need, right? If customers didn't have a need, if they didn't have a problem that needed to be solved, they wouldn't even be contacting us. So in situation, the goal is to establish context. Make sure that we are able to understand what current situation the customer's currently in. So on the auto side or power sports side, it would just simply be, Oliver, what are a few things that you like about your current vehicle? Mm-hmm. So they're able yep. to share some information about where they're currently at. Or in, in Brock's case, it would be, as far as your current digital advertising, what are some things that you're currently doing? It's helping the customer understand where they're currently at, but as the sales professional, you're starting to gain some context so you can understand where the customer's at. As the sales professional too, I mean, it, it, it goes back to product knowledge too, and it never stays the same. I've learned, especially in di- digital advertising, is we are always coming up with new solutions. As I'm sure Service Drive is, you've got new products, new vehicles that you've got to learn about. And so product knowledge, I think, is huge when it comes to being able to even spin sell to begin with. And so Knowing your stuff is very important because then it, it never stays the same. It always changes. You know, and years ago we we had pre-roll video and now we have OTT. It has just changed. Mm-hmm. And if I come to you as as a salesperson and, well, wait, what what are you talking about, Oliver? Take out a full-page newspaper ad. Yeah, yeah. See, and, I mean, it's completely changed. <laughs> well, and to build off that, Brock, I, I think you need have to have such high level of product knowledge that you shut up, which is really interesting. Because what you're doing 
is you're listening with the product knowledge in the back of your head to understand, okay, this is the problem and this is how I'm going to solve it. Because a lot of times people have limited product knowledge and so they, they feel like the only thing that they can do is vomit on the customer sure. because they're afraid to be address, have problems and they don't know how their product will solve those problems. Yeah, I'm a, I'm right? a big fan of just being quiet and, and kind of letting them do the work for mm -hmm. you yeah. right? and, and selling it for themselves. Yep. But you have to have that knowledge, that product to knowledge know. dialed to be able to yep. do so. So, so it's, it's about getting very specific, right? As opposed to just like you said, word vomit, word vomit, word vomit. If you understand the full context, if you understand the situation at its foundation, you don't need to throw all of the spaghetti at the wall. Yep. You, you, can, you can really laser focus and target on how you're going to fix the problem with that very, very strong foundational product knowledge. Yeah, yep. yeah that's perfect. So the next step would just then be problem. And the thing that keeps all of us in cells and keeps a lot of businesses afloat is that when customers have problems, we provide a solution, right? So problem questions are leading questions. These are questions that we ask that help the customer discover what their needs are. Um, we want to learn how the customer views the problem. And I think that's a huge part of it. And I think that's what you're alluding to, Brock, is when we're quiet instead of just trying to give a solution to the issue, they're more or less do the work for us, letting us yeah. know how they see our product, good, or service as potentially a solution to their problem. So I, I actually experienced this yesterday at Young Power Sports, a shout out Young Power Sports, where I basically talked myself into needing a new bar for my snowplow. I had <laughs> ran, I mean, the winner has been obviously one for the record books. And yeah. at the end of the conversation, the service guy is, what you really need is a new bar for your plow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Why didn't I just say that to begin with? Well, and if you don't know, you don't know. And right? I kind of knew, but he sat back and smiled and knew that's where I was going with, well, I can just flip it and I can get more wear out of this other side. And sure. so anyways, he, he knew what I needed before I said it. Well, and I, I think that's a perfect segue into this statement. If the customer doesn't feel they have a problem, they don't have a problem. So even back to what you mentioned on the service drive, Oz, of, of brakes. If the customer doesn't feel like the brakes in their current situation is a problem, then they're not going to do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. If they don't see it or feel it as a problem, it's not a problem. Yep. And I think that's pretty much how it goes for all of us. So the next step is, is the implication. But before we jump into that, an, another great stat, 42% of salespeople say the most difficult part of the sales process is creating urgency to do business right now. Yep. But if somebody has a problem, is it difficult to solve it? Is it difficult to create urgency if someone sees that they have a problem? No. I no. don't think so. No. no. What kind I of- I have a problem and you fix problems. Yeah. Can you please fix my problem? Exactly. So as far as the solutions and products you offer, Brock, what problems are you solving? What so problems our, do they have? Our biggest problem is, is people need audience, people need customers. And so we're always trying to match our solutions with what we feel will get them the best. It's kind of like gambling. I don't know how else to put it. You want to get them the best possible results or odds to get more customers based on what you have. And so that's, you know, you guys have so many products and locations and in a way we do too, and we continue to grow the products we have because the needs of customers change. You mentioned newspaper earlier and, and different forms of advertising. They've evolved a little bit, right? Yep. Newspaper is online and 
So we we are definitely always looking for solutions for people so to solve problems. With spin selling, rolling from problem into implications, because that's where you're going, right? Yep. That's what I struggle with the most. Now, and the reason why is because oftentimes we think that the customer understands the implications of the problem that you led them down. So my father-in-law talking about brakes, he's like, hey, I need my oil change in my truck. And I was like, all right, I'll take your truck and let me just come up and grab it, right? Good son-in-law, Oliver. Huh? You're a good son-in-law. Still trying to win. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Still trying to win. (laughs) I jump in his truck, head down the hill, and all of a sudden the whole freaking thing is shaking as I push on the brakes. Yeah. So I I feel like he doesn't understand the full implications of having (laughs) bad brakes. Yeah. And... And so for him, I'm just like, you need new brakes. And he doesn't know the implications of having poor brakes. Yeah. And I think when I sell, sometimes I forget that I need to help the customer understand the implications of not solving the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're saying instead of telling him, hey, when I press the brakes, the whole front end feels like it's going to shake off. Instead, you should ask, hey, when you press on your brakes, what do you notice? Yeah. Hey, my whole my front, whole front end shaking. Then I need to go past that and say, you do realize if you do not service these brakes, at one point, you're going to roll down that steep hill that you live on and go into a bank and potentially, because you're going to be having to turn a left, kill your spouse that's sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> Well, and you're really just trying to help him. You're not trying to yeah. sell him anything. <laughs> right. You're, uh, I, I, you're well, legitimately trying to help him. I'm trying to say, here's the implications mm-hmm. of no action. Yep. If you continue on this path, there are going to be serious implications. But oftentimes, we don't roll through those implications yep. because we're a f- because number one, we think that they understand the outcome of the problems, and number two, we think that or that we're afraid. To say that stuff. Yeah. Because then they'll be like, you're being pushy or whatever. Right. Yeah. No. And, and so I, I struggle with implications. And I love the example that you gave because, you know, speaking of your father in law specifically, this situation, if you were just to tell him, hey, if you don't get your brakes addressed, you're going to wreck your truck and potentially cause major harm or damage. Yep. That's telling someone. The spin of spin selling is, hey, Mr. Father-in-law, if you don't get your brakes checked and, and get that addressed, what do you think could potentially happen? Yeah. And so now the customer needs to problem solve for themselves. They start thinking through it. So I need to ask better implication questions. God forbid we kill that just... whole family of raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> you're still, su- you're still yeah. stuck there? It's spring. <laughs> it's going to be spring eventually. Well, and in marketing, kind of like, you know, Brock was saying, you know, there's implications if you do nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if I'm a service manager and I'm looking out at an empty service drive, what are the implications if we do nothing? We're going to continue to have an empty service drive. And a solution that Deseret Digital Media could possibly provide is getting, hey, we have an oil audience. change or some kind in front of an audience, yeah. which drives traffic. Yep. But rather than just forcing the solution, you have to get the customer to identify how your product, good, or service takes care of their solution. And, and I think Tim had, you know, with your, with your account reps, right, 
helping them identify those problems is, or not identify them, but identify the implications of no action. Oh, 100%. Oftentimes we forget about that. Yeah. So on implications, it's the cause and effect. That's a, a good, easy way to think about it. And so the final is the N or the need slash payoff. So rather than just telling your client how your product, good, or service addresses their pain points, the need or payoff questions lead the customer to the conclusion on their own. And nobody wants to be sold. Everybody wants to buy, right? When you go into a traditional retail store, you don't want a associate following you around and say, hey, you need to get that kind of bread because it's better. You need to get this because it's less expensive. We want to buy the things that we want, even on big ticket items. That's the way people want to do it because now they feel responsible for the decision. They don't feel like they were pressured into anything. And so when we can ask questions of, hey, so if we put the brakes on and you feel like that's going to to solve everything, and once you have that done, that'll give you a lot easier stopping point, won't it? So mm-hmm. you, the customer is able to see how their need is solved by your solution. Perfect. That's fantastic. Do we have a action item for today? Yeah. So over the next couple of weeks, I want you to focus on problem questions. So focus on asking customers how they view their current problem, whether it's a lack of a power sport, lack of a a vehicle. However, whatever they currently have doesn't solve their need. And then if they're in the service drive, you know, focusing on asking questions about potential problems. Wonderful. Well, I have some notes and boy, are they copious today. We're talking about spin. This is a selling technique established by Neil Rackham, who determined that the most successful salespeople will ask good questions as 70% of buying decisions are actually intended to solve problems. Spin is a selling technique intended to find the customer's true needs. So this is an acronym. It stands for Situation, Problem, Implication, and Need, wherein Situation establishes the customer's situation. A problem identifies the customer's problem that you will solve. Implication explores the causes and effects of the problem and need determines how your product or service will solve the problem. So in situation, this is just about understanding the customer's situation. It's foundational and it's the only way to get to the root of the problem. Often customers don't fully understand their own situation. So it's your responsibility to help them realize that. In situation, the goal is to establish context. Product knowledge is key at such a high level that you can actually kind of just shut up about it and get very specific when you do get to the root of the customer's problem. The problem, we just need to ask good questions to understand how the customer views the problem themselves. If you do this right, the customer can actually talk themselves into your solution. But if the customer doesn't feel like they have a problem, there is not a problem. So you've got to help get them there. Implication. Now, 42% of salespeople will say, the most difficult part is creating urgency. But if the customer sees the problem, they'll want it solved. And then it's easy to forget that we need to help the customer understand the implications of not solving the problem. This is where a sale is going to turn into a legitimate help to solve the problem. Then finally, need, payoff. Good questions are going to lead the customer right to this payoff on their own. No one wants to be sold. They want to buy. So you have just got to lead them there. Gentlemen, this has been fantastic. That was, we could talk about that for the next three hours. That was awesome. Thank you, Honestly, and honestly, this is one that that I want to go back to and use with my team, Mm -hmm. frankly. This is is one that's truly helpful to me in particular. 
So Brett, I appreciate you bringing this. This has been a great topic. If you are listening to this podcast and you know anybody who could benefit from content like this, please stock them in the parking lot. Get this in front of your family, your friends, your clergy, anybody who could benefit from this information. If you have not left us any reviews, by all means, please, we would love it if you would leave us some stars on iTunes, leave us some kind words. And then if you do have questions, if you've got ideas for future podcasts, shoot us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. We would love to hear from you. And that is that. Dana Wall, y'all. <laughs>